to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Everyone doing good? Great. Well, uh, as I said, my name's Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here, but I want to welcome you if this is your first time to Icon Church, whether you're watching online for the first time or you're here physically in the building for the first time, I want to give you a huge welcome. So come on, let's welcome all those again. So good. And uh, why don't you take a moment, say hello to two or three people around you, give them a high five, a handshake, a hug. And you can find your seats. So good. Well, it's my privilege to start this series called Wired. And uh, the tagline for it is the fire in our original design. The fire in our original design. And um, I, I, I love the thought of that. And I love that there are principles and foundations for each and every one of us through God's word that actually were part of our original design, who we're called to be uh, individually, but also as a church. Uh, two weeks ago, we had an incredible Sunday with Stephen Rachel Morston. And Steve Morston spoke about uh, being a flagship church and flagship believers. But he said over us as Icon Church that we would become a flagship church. And, uh, and the whole series of being wired is that actually as Icon Church, there is some fire in the things that we do, in some principles that will cause us to be a flagship church. I believe today is going to be some foundational work, some foundational work in our lives that actually God wants to do to bring about that fire in our original design. So we're going to read some verses together and uh, we'll get into this. It's Matthew 6 verses 19 to 24. And this is Jesus. Jesus is uh, preaching and he's uh, speaking to a whole load of people and he's speaking about many different things. And and then uh, here we pick this up in Matthew 6, verse 19. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Let me pray and we'll get into this. Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your faithfulness and we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for praise reports, but we're also so thankful for your faithfulness in building your church. We thank you, Jesus, that you said you'd build your church. And uh, I'm so thankful for the people that have partnered with that through Rise and Build. And we pray today that you would speak to us, that you would bring about that fire in our original design, that today you would do some foundational work so we can build tall and build strong in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I want to talk from the subject of generous. Be generous. And uh, as I said, I believe that God wants to do some foundational work. And, and um, 
How many of us know that to build a tall building, a strong building, we have to build deep foundations, that we have to go deep? And I believe it's the same for our lives, that actually if we want to be healthy and strong, there's some foundational work we need to do. Actually, in between services, so you've had some extras in the 11am, that's why it's always good to come to two services. But uh, actually, in between services, I was thinking about this, and I'd heard a story of a, a guy, his, uh, his name's Gary Clark, he's the pastor of Hillsong London, but before he was a pastor, he used to be a trainer of horses. And I heard an interview with him once, and he said this, he said, uh, like, he would train horses to high level, like really high level. And he would, br- like, people would bring horses to him to s- tell what was wrong with the horses. And so like they weren't able to do a certain jump or a certain move or whatever. What's wrong? And he would say, hey, all I want you to do is I want you to get on the horse and I want you to ride around for three minutes. He said, I used to say three minutes because it made it look like I was doing something. But within the first 30 seconds, I could tell what was wrong. And it was always foundational. It was always something that had been neglected before. Always something that had been neglected before. And I I got thinking about this and it's really good that actually there's a fire in our original design. And there are foundations for our life, but many times we can neglect them. We can neglect them and it's years before you discover a bad foundation. It can be years before all of a sudden the building can start to crumble and things can start to, uh, you know, like move away and, you know, it can start to lean or different things like, you know, like here in Chesterfield, we, we have a, a great example of a, a building that shouldn't look like it does, but it does. It's called the Crooked Spire. And if you've ever met anyone, if you're watching online and you've never met anyone from Chesterfield, they will tell you two things when they meet you. When you say, I'm from Chesterfield, you'll go, where's that? And they'll go, it's near Sheffield, the place with the crooked spire. It's how we, <laughs> it's how we tell people. But buildings, for them to be strong, we have to build deep foundations. And it's the same for our lives. And I believe this series is foundational work. It's foundational work for each and every one of us. And sometimes we can go through life And it's the foundation. It's those foundational things that we did right at the start that actually caused the fire in our original design. And there's not a moment to waste. It's not like, oh, I'll check that in a few weeks or I'll check it in a few months. No, God wants something to happen in us and through us today. And so today we're going to take a look at this whole subject of being generous and how that is a fire in our original design. That actually this is what we're called to do. Um, there's a guy called A.W. Tozer, and you may have heard of him, but he has seven rules for self-discovery. He has these seven rules for self-discovery, and you, you can Google or do whatever you do to find out the rest. But number three is this. Number three is how we use our money. And he simply says this. He says this. If you want to see what a person's about, check their bank account. If you want to see what they're about, check their bank statement. Check what they're doing. I wonder today if you were to check your bank account, what would it tell that you were about? What would it tell that we were about? And, and, and I know money is a hot topic in church. I'm so thankful that we're part of a church where we talk about giving and generosity every single week. It's a hot topic in church. We, we, we love to do things like, hey, God, I give you my marriage. Like, please help me give you my marriage. That's not personally my prayer, honestly. Um, God, I give you my kids. Like all the parents are being silent, but they know. They're like, God, yes, help me with my kids. Help me with the kids. But when it comes to money, we're like, it's money and it's ours. And we sometimes, and sometimes that can come out of a place of fear 
come out of a place of fear. You know, does God want, does, does God want all, of, all of my money and then I'll be left with nothing? Well, we'll kill that today. But also it can come out of past experience. We can have heard stories that we could have even been involved in things where we've given faithfully and someone has not stewarded the tithe and the giving and the offering. And all of a sudden it's those past experiences but I want to say to us, don't let a past experience rob you or remove you from God's fire for your life. Remove you from his blessing. Remove you from what he has for you. So generosity. Generosity is about the heart. Generosity is about the heart. And the question today is, does he truly have your heart? In these verses, we see Jesus is talking about money. He's talking about finances. He's talking about all of that. And he's talking about having an investment in the, into the eternal. He's saying, hey, don't, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store them up in heaven. Have an investment in the eternal. See, he's not against money. He's not against money. He's against money having us. He's against money having a hold of our lives. And so actually, because it's one of the ways that we'll find out what we're all about. Uh, in, in verse 21 of these verses in Matthew 6, he, he says this, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure, look at the order, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. I don't know, but I, I kind of like grow up and even thinking about this, it, it kind of feels backwards. It surely, surely, surely it's heart and then treasure, heart and then, but no, Jesus say no, it's treasure and then heart. And as I got thinking about this, I got thinking, actually, he's right. I always thought it was the other way. I always thought it was my money follows my heart, but actually, no, no, my heart follows my money. And sometimes we can pay lip service. We can say we're invested into something or we're, we're into something or we're for something. But until we truly invest in it, it's just lip service. How do I know this? Because investment peaks interest. I got a friend around six months ago. He started asking questions around stocks and shares. And, um, and, and he was like talking about how like, you know, he wants to get into this. He's heard, you know, for his pension, all of these kind of things. I'm like, this is very mature conversation for the football lads. Like super mature here. And I was like, I know a few people, but I didn't know anything really about it. I know a few people anyway. Over the last, I think, four or five weeks, it's been like having a stocks and shares press conference every time we've turned up at football. He's like, you know what? My stocks are up. My stocks are down. My stocks are the same. I've invested in this company. I've invested in that company. He, he's like, this, this company, I hope this company. He wasn't bothered what the company did before he invested into it. And now he's like, I want it to succeed. I want it. He wasn't bothered if it went bankrupt before, but now investment peaks interest. <laughs> you want to, like, I want to, if you want to stay interested in something, you're going to have to invest in it. You're going to have to invest in it in, and, and begin to do that in our lives. You see, if you're not invested, you'll not be interested in it. Let's, let, let's go practical, like our marriages. A date night is a good thing. I said that in the first service, got about 23 text messages from Debbie. <laughs> date night, question mark. Date night, question mark. Where are we going? Question mark. All, all of that. But here's the thing. If you, want to, if, you, if you want to stay interested in it, invest in it. Spend some money. Take each other out. Invest in each other. Begin to do it. Uh, so many people, because we stop. We stop doing those things. Investment peaks interest. And, and it's a heart issue. You see, God wants our heart. Because God wants to do a work for 
from the inside out. Inside out. And it's always a heart issue. And here's why he wants to do that. Because our habits flow from our heart. Our habits flow from our heart. And so it's interesting. I was reading these verses preparing. And then it's like, it's like Jesus talks about, don't store up for yourselves treasures in, uh, uh, on earth. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And then, he, and then he goes on and says, hey, uh, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And then it's like he, he, he flips and he changes. And I'm like, is it, like, Jesus, is this anything to do with it? He goes on and you can read it in verse 22 and 23. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you, what a great message we heard last week about that. Within you is darkness. How great is that darkness? If the light within you. You see, I'm thinking, what? He's talking about finance and then it's like these eyes. Here's what he's, he's talking about, our soul. He's talking about our soul and, you know, like he's not talking about, you know, the physical heart that pumps blood, but he's talking about our soul and our body. And it's actually thinking, what's the motivation? There's a great story in the Old Testament of two guys named Abraham and Lot. Abraham, many of us will know, had an incredible promise. Like at 75 years of age, I know this is going to sound weird, and if you, you know, you never heard the story, but he was promised a, a child and that he would be the father of many nations. He didn't have a kid at 75. I know, it's weird, but it'd make a great movie. It's the God we serve. But he has this incredible promise. And God blesses him and blesses Lot. And here's why he blesses Lot, because Lot attaches himself to Abraham. Just a side note, where you put yourself can actually attach yourself to blessing. Anyway, it's a different message. But here's the thing, Abraham and Lot, and they're being blessed so much. And sometimes in church, we can get a little bit funny about prosperity, but God is blessing them. Like they're rich, rich. That's rich times two. Like the herd is growing like crazy. The herd is growing like crazy. So much so that they both got herdsmen and their herds are like crossing over, going into each other's fields, whatever they did those days. They're crossing over, they're getting mixed up, all of that. And it's creating some tension. It's creating some tension. And so Abraham grabs Lot and he says, hey, this isn't good. Like, I don't want to create any tension. Don't want to do that. We've done life together. Here's what we can do. And he takes Lot out and he says, hey, Lot, Look out, look at all this. You can have whatever you want, wherever you want, wherever you want, go. And listen to what he says, Abraham, because this shows his heart. If you go right, I'll go left. If you want to go left, I'll go right. It's powerful. And then we, we, we can pick this up in Genesis 13, verses 10 to 11. This is Lot. Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zoar was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, this was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. And so here we get to see Lot looks out and in his physical eye, he sees. But what spills out is what's inside his heart. And he looks out and he sees, that's the best land. I'm going to take all of the best land. I'm going to do that. Abraham, you read the story, he's literally left with wasteland. He's literally left with wasteland. What's the first thing Abraham does when he gets to the wasteland? He builds an altar for God. The first thing he does, he builds an altar for God. 
Why? Because Abraham has a revelation that actually the blessing of God and the faithfulness of God goes with me wherever I go. Whether I'm in a wasteland, whether I'm in a meadow, wherever it may be, the faithfulness of God goes with me wherever I go. You see, I've come to realise whatever fills will spill out. Whatever fills will spill out. Like I said at the start, sometimes you can't tell there's rocky or not very good foundations until later on and then all of a sudden the building can begin to crumble and fall down but it's the same in our lives whatever fills our heart will eventually spill out and like I always get the picture and you know you're inviting friends around and it's like the mad rush to get the house ready and it's like you've got them certain rooms that you chuck things in like shut the bedroom door no, you're not allowed in the bedroom. No, 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 no. It's, it's a private place, really. It's a messy place. We've just chucked everything in. But, uh, you know, no, you can't use that toilet because we didn't clean that toilet, but you can use that one. You know, yeah, some, people are, some people are there with me on this. But, uh, you know, like you used to get those kids' movies where, like, the kid had to tidy their bedroom and they'd shove everything in the wardrobe, uh, and, like, under the bed or whatever, but then they'd shove it in the wardrobe and, like, you're trying to shut the door and you eventually get the door shut, but then... You parents open the door and everything falls on them it's the same with our heart we'll keep if whatever we fill it with it'll spill out Abraham's heart was full of generosity Abraham's heart was so full of generosity was like don't matter where you go lot lot you can go wherever I'll just go the other place you go to the right, I'll go to the left. You go to the left, I'll go to the right, wherever. Abraham's heart was full of generosity and generosity spilled out. Lot's heart, because we see it, Lot looked out for himself. And his heart was full of greed. What can I get? What's the best place for me? Rather than actually, no, 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 I want to be a generous person. And what spilled out was this greed. See, it's just a matter of time until it'll spill out. It's just a matter of time. And so the generosity is always a heart issue. And the problem sometimes is fear can fill our hearts. Fear of lack, fear of will I have anything left? But Jesus addresses that. In the next few verses, actually, after the ones we've read, he starts by saying, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. But I'm going to pick it up a little bit later down where he says the same thing again in verse 31. He says, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. He knows that you need them. That this is the God who knows that you need them. And many times we can trust in all our material things. We can trust in in, in getting all uh, of what we need and trying to get all of what we need. But here's what Jesus is saying. Trust me. Because I know you need them. I know you need them. I love this. There's so many, so many verses like, that talk about this. Look at the birds of the air. Look how they're clothed. Look how they feed. Surely, surely God will provide for you. The, the other one. Hey, if, if you're a dad in this place, you know how to provide for your kids. So how much more does God know how to provide for us? It's a moment of where's my heart at? Where's my trust at? What am I going to do? It's interesting. Now, the other day, I was down a YouTube wormhole, and um, which basically means that you watch one video for educational purposes. Um, I saw a little Instagram story of Craig Wells looking at video game videos the other day. And it's all like it's educational purposes. He wants to be better. Lucy posted it, so I've just got Lucy in trouble. Um, <laughs> she's dead. It's all right. God knows what you need, Lucy. 
But here, I ended up down this YouTube wormhole, and basically what it means is like three hours later, you've watched 30 videos, and you do not know what you're looking at. And I'm watching this video about my eyesight. <laughs> True story. And I'm sat there, and I'm watching, I'm thinking, I've just wasted like three hours of my life. And I'm watching this video about eyesight, and then it's like, oh, I'm so thankful I got down this YouTube wormhole because like, I'm going to improve my eyesight. Because there's a way you can improve your eyesight. This doctor's on, and one of the ways is this, and everyone with glasses has just gone. <laughs> Take a pen, focus on it, bring it closer, keep it in focus. Take it away, focus on it, bring it in closer. I've got perfect eyesight now. <laughs> I'm so glad I went down this YouTube wormhole because I think Jesus has given us a principle to fix our heart. And just like there's a way of improving our eyesight, I believe there's a similar principle for us to fix our heart. And we find it in the two verses after what I just read in Matthew 6, verses 33 and 34. It says this, but seek first. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. What things? All of those things he lists before. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If generosity is out of my heart, then here's how I get my heart right, and here's how I help my heart to have light in it. I focus my first. Today, I have one point and one point only. If you want 30 points, you can listen back to Pastor PJ from Icon Conference, but I have one point and one point only. Focus your first focus your first. It doesn't say seek after you've got all of these things. Then no, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first God. There's a principle in the Bible. You'll see it all over. God wants your first. Why? Because it's the first that actually determines where your heart is at. It's the first that'll show your true heart. In this moment between Abraham and Lot, Abraham's first thought is not what can I get? It's what can I give? What can I give to Lot? I'll go wherever needs to go. Lot's first thought thought is, where's the best land? Where's the best land for me? But today, God wants your first. It's actually our generosity should always be pointed towards God first, should always be pointed towards God first, because it's his mission over my mission. It's his plans over my plans. And today, we're talking about the fire in our original design. And here's a principle, seek first, focus your first, put it on God. There are many firsts in life, What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it a screen? Some young people are saying, hit the snooze button. I hit the snooze button. No, <laughs> what's, what's the first thing you do? What's those first five minutes? Where's it directed? Is it directed towards God? I was challenged by this, and this is an extreme example, but I was challenged by this by a guy who... Um, was talking to a bunch of young guys and he's talking about preaching and he's just talking about his life. And he said, uh, so the other day I was, I was flying somewhere and my airport pickup was at 3.30. 3.30, so I had to be out of my hotel room at 3.30 in the morning. And so he's like, so, so what time would you get up? 3, 3.15, 25 past three, half past three. As you're getting picked up, he went, no, you get up at two, don't you? Because you need to spend time with God. I went, oh, snap. Oh. But what do you do when you first wake up? What's that first? What does it look like? That might not be the very first thing because I might need some Jesus juice coffee. <laughs> but it's where, where's my first thoughts going? Where's my first going? Uh, I always class Sunday as the first day of the week. 
That's why I'm in church on the first. I give my first to God. I'm here on the first because I don't need church to like, yeah, we can praise God for that. I don't, I don't need God to help me recover from the week. That, oh, such a bad week. No, no, I need God to set me up for my week ahead. And so I'm going to give him the first and I'm going to make sure I'm in church. I'm giving him my first. What about my talents, my gifts? Where are they directed towards? Am I giving them God? Am I saying, hey God, I want you to use this. What about my choices? Where's my first choice? Where's it going towards? And just as Jesus is talking here, what about my finances? Where's the first going? Where's the first going? Me, me and Debbie, we've always, always had a standing order. And the first thing that comes out of our account is to the church. It's the tithe and it's the offering. It's the very first thing that comes out of our account. We set up that standing order. Maybe that's a decision today you have to make that actually I'm going to direct the first because here's the promise. All these things will be given to you. All these things will be given to you because where your treasure is, your heart will also be. Your heart will also be. You see, I'm so thankful for Icon Church that you're in this place today. There are no requirements to give. Not that you have to keep coming, you know, you have to, you know, to keep coming, you have to give. And there are no requirements here. And, and uh, unless we have a drastic change of mind, there'll never be any requirements in that aspect. But here, here's the thing, where, where I'm invested, I'm interested want to build the kingdom of God, I'm going to invest. I'm going to pour my treasure into everything that God, and I'm so thankful for people who honor God week in, week out, month in, month out, tithe, give to rise and build. It's why we're able to do what we're able to do. It's why we're able to push the vision forward. Why? Because of a faith-filled people. And many people have the excuse, when I get everything sorted, no, 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 I start today. I start today because it's about my heart. So I've got a little example and I'm going to ask Rosie to come, but I do it slightly different, Rosie. Just stand on the floor for me because we're have some fun here and the band can come back. Because God's blessed us all. God's blessed us all and he's, he's given us all something and it might look like a Lego brick. We've got loads of Lego brick. Show it to the people. There you go. Just hold it out. It might look like that. And many times we live our life and just close it up, I can't get it. We live our lives like that. This is what I've got and I hold on to it. But there's a principle in the Bible, you see it all over the Bible, where I receive and I have to release. And sometimes we can be waiting and waiting and God's like, hey, I've got, I've got more for you, but no, no, keep it closed. I can't get it in. It's not there because I'm just holding on tightly to what I've got. But there's a principle and the principle is this, that actually I receive and then I release. It's the first. So open your hand, Rosie, release it. But now I've created some space. You read the Bible, where there's space, God will fill it. Let's build something incredible. Let's build something special. But here's the thing, I don't keep hold of that. I do it again. And I've got, oh, more space, come on then. What can we do in Chesterfield? What can we do here with Icon Church? Someone's gonna have some fun cleaning this up later. And God's like, okay, well, you need a bigger container. Let's get two hands out there. Come on. Oh, release that one. Oh, receive. Come on, release it. Oh, receive. But then we think this is God. He's run out. Nah, God never runs out. Come on. Come on, receive and release it. Come on, receive and release it. Come on, he, he never runs out. 
He never runs out. When we create space, He'll never run out. He has so much more for us. If we'll just create a bigger container, stand to our feet. Front row, do not play with Lego. See, I believe God wants to build something incredible. But if I just grab my brick and it might not look like much, but together, as I release, God's able to give me more. But here's the thing, my generosity has to be pointed towards him first. I've got to focus my first and it's a heart issue. Look what it says in Proverbs 4 and verse 23, above all else, above all else, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. For everything you do flows from it. It's a moment where I have to focus my first. The The ending of the story with Abraham and Lot and you got it in those brackets. It said, you know, all of a sudden Lot's land becomes Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a mess. Abraham even has to go and rescue Lot from that moment. But Abraham receives his blessing. Why? Because the first thing he did when he went into the wasteland, he built an altar. He focused his first. And I don't know what it is for you today, but maybe it's a moment I'm going to set up a standing order. I'm going to decide today I'm going to focus my first, my generosity first towards God. Why? Because I'm going to believe as I release, I receive more. And there's more that God has got for me. Oh, if you believe it, come on, let's give Him praise in this place. Jesus, we thank You for today. We thank You that You're in this place. And today we focus our first on You. We direct our generosity first towards You because You first loved us. And we're so thankful for You, Jesus, that You died on the cross for each and every one of us. And so today, Jesus, we wanna release that fire in our original design. And today we declare as Icon Church, we will be a people of generosity, not through last thought, but first thought in the Name of Jesus. That we would be people on those first moments, that we would focus on You, Jesus, and we would be a people who seek first, the Kingdom of God, for all Your glory, for all Your praise and for all Your honour. And the whole church said, come on, the whole church said, come on, let's sing and let's worship Him in this moment. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.